Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 49. Listen to this, all you people. Listen closely, all you citizens of the world. People of every kind, rich and poor alike. My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation is full of insight. I will pay close attention to a proverb. I will explain my riddle on the lyre. Why should I be afraid in times of trouble when the wrongdoing of my bullies engulf me? Those people who trust in their fortunes and boast of their fantastic wealth? Wealth? It can't save a single person. It can't pay a life's ransom price to God. The price to save someone's life is too high. Wealth will never be enough. No one can live forever without experiencing the pit. Everyone knows that the wise die too, just like the foolish and the stupid people do. All of them, leaving their fortunes to others, their graves are their eternal homes, the place they live for all generations, even if they had counties named after them. People won't live any longer because of wealth. They're just like the animals that pass away. That's how it goes for those who, those who are foolish, as well as for those who follow their lead, pleased with their talk. Like sheep, they're headed straight for the grave. Death will be their shepherd. But those who do right in their hearts will rule over them come morning, their forms wasting away in the grave rather than having some dignified residence. But God will save my life from the power of the grave because he will take me. Don't be overly impressed when someone becomes rich, their house swelling to fantastic proportions, because when they die, they won't take any of it with them. Their fantastic things won't accompany them down under, though they consider themselves blessed during their lives and even thank you when you deal with them. They too will join the ancestors who've gone ahead. They too will never see the light again. Wealthy people, they just don't understand. They're just like the animals that pass away. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 24. This is David's family born to him in Hebron. The oldest Amnon with Ahanoam, the Jezreelite, the second Daniel with Abigail the Carmelite, the third Absalom, son of Maacah, the daughter of Geshur's king Talmai, the fourth Adinijah, Haggith's son, the fifth Shephathiah with Abital, the sixth Ithream with his wife Egla. Six were born to him in Hebron where he reigned for seven and a half years. He also reigned in Jerusalem for 33 years. These were born to him in Jerusalem, Shimea, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon, four from Bathsheba, Amiel's daughter, Ibhar, Elishama, Elphelet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet, nine in all. This was all of David's family except for his secondary wife's children. Tamar was his, their sister, the descendants of Solomon, Rehoboam, his son Abijah, his son Asa, his son Jehoshaphat, his son Joram, his son Ahaziah, his son Joash, his son Amaziah, his son Azariah, his son Jotham, his son Ahaz, his son Hezekiah, his son Manasseh, his son Ammon, his son, and his son Josiah. Josiah's family, the oldest Jehonah, 
Johanan, the second, Jehoiakim, the third, Zedekiah, and the fourth, Shalom. Jehoiakim's family, his son Jeconiah, and his son Zedekiah. The family of Jeconiah, the prisoner, Shealtiel's son, his son, Malkaram, Padiah, Shanazar, Jechamiah, Hashumah, and Nedabiah. Padiah's son, Zerubbabel, and Shemai. Zerubbabel's family, Meshulam, Hananiah, and their sister, Shalomith, Hashubah, Ohel, Berechiah, Hasadiah, and Jashub Hesed, these five also, Hananiah's family, Pelatiah, Jeshiah, Rephiah's family, Arnon's family, Obadiah's family, and Shechaniah's family. Shechaniah's family, Shemaiah and his family, Hatush, Egal, Bariah, Neriah, and Shaphat, six in all, Neriah's family, Elioni, Hezekiah, and Izrakam, three in all, Elioni's family, Hadoviah, Eliasheb, Peliah, Akub, Jahonan, Deliah, and Anani, seven in all. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 18, through chapter 2, verse 10. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and stayed with him fifteen days. But I didn't see any other of the apostles except James the brother of the Lord. Before God, I'm not lying about the things that I'm writing to you. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, but I wasn't known personally by the Christian churches in Judea. They only heard a report about me, the man who used to harass us now preaches the faith that he once tried to destroy. So they were glorifying God because of me. Then after 14 years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas and I took Titus along also. I went there because of a revelation and I laid out the gospel that I preached to the Gentiles for them. But I did it privately with the influential leaders to make sure that I wouldn't be working or that I hadn't worked for nothing. However, not even Titus, who was with me and who was a Greek, was required to be circumcised. But false brothers and sisters who were brought in secretly slipped in to spy on our freedom, which we have in Christ Jesus, and to make us slaves. We didn't give in and submit to them for a single moment so that the truth of the gospel would continue to be with you. The influential leaders didn't add anything to what I was preaching, and whatever they were makes no difference to me because God doesn't show favoritism. But on the contrary, they saw that I had been given the responsibility to preach the gospel to the people who aren't circumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised. The one who empowered Peter to become an apostle to the circumcised empowered me also to be one to the Gentiles. James, Cephas, and John, who are considered to be key leaders, shook hands with me and Barnabas as equals when they recognized the grace that was given to me. So it was agreed that we would go to the Gentiles while they continued to go to the people who were circumcised. They asked only that we would remember the poor, which was certainly something I was willing to do. Today's Gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Jesus left that place and came to his hometown. His disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue. Many who heard him were surprised. Where did this man get all this? What's this wisdom he's been given? 
What about the powerful acts accomplished through him? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't he Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? They were repulsed by him and fell into sin. Jesus said to them, Prophets are honored everywhere except in their own hometowns, among their relatives, and in their own households. He was unable to do any miracles there, except that he placed his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He was appalled by their disbelief. Then Jesus traveled through the surrounding villages, teaching. He called for the twelve and sent them out in pairs. He gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey except a walking stick, no bread, no bags, and no money in their belts. He told them to wear sandals, but not to put on two shirts. He said, whatever house you enter, remain there until you leave that place. If a place doesn't welcome you or listen to you, as you leave, shake the dust off your feet as a witness against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should change their hearts and lives. They cast out many demons, and they anointed many sick people with olive oil and healed them. I've forgotten the words that you have spoken promises that burned within my heart have now grown dim with a doubting heart I follow the paths of earthly wisdom forgive me for my unbelief renew the fire Before you 
in the goodness of your presence your grace forever shining like a beacon in the night lord have mercy christ have mercy lord have mercy The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray.
Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the beginning of Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout joyfully to God with a joyous shout. Because the Lord Most High is awesome, He is the great King of the whole world. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Lord Have Mercy, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McCallops. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.